Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is episode 75 of the live show we do over on YouTube. Me and Dan talked a lot about how whitetails relate to water, whether that be, you know, bedding in water, using water for thirst issues that deer will tend to have throughout the season, and when that is appropriate to hunt those types of areas, and also just using water's access as, as a hunter. You guys are really going to like this episode. Before we start, if you guys could do me a huge favor, go over and check out our YouTube channel before the echo. Hit the subscribe button if you like what we're doing. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. That all helps me a whole lot, guys. Um, the support has been awesome and can't wait for the future of this show. All right, let's get into the episode. Uh, what's been going on, Dan? Yeah, not much. Same old, same old. Yeah, I was going to go scouting today, but we got a snowstorm blowing in, and I was trying to race out after eating to, to just get a couple hours in. Yeah. And by the time I got outside and I, I was about to get in the truck, I'm like, it's really starting to blow. And Yeah. Did you guys get a bunch? Well, right now we got about a half inch or so, but it's building up quick. We're supposed to get like eight to ten inches by the end of the night. I was talking to Gary and Brad. Uh, they were saying the same thing. Get another another show ten inches tonight or something up there. So, um, man, I don't uh, I don't envy you guys with that. It was sixty five degrees here today. So, uh, I well, I'm sure it won't last long. I mean, it'll last uh, maybe a little over a week, probably. Yeah, it's warm. I mean, it's that yeah, it's here. it's going to start warming. It's warm too, so it's melting as it hits. So it's you know. Yeah, not as much anyway. Um, yeah, I had to go to the dentist today, and my uh, I had to go to I went to a new dentist today. We switched dentist office because some insurance things, and um, he was all excited. He he was uh, gonna join the uh, subscribe to the channels and all that stuff. He thought it was so cool. I always I always I I'm always. Uh, I don't ever, never know what to tell people. Like people ask, you know, small talk, like what do you do for a living? It's like, ah, here we go. I don't know. What to you know, <laughs> you know uh, my I'm bank, a YouTuber. <laughs> my, my business bank account is in uh, Sussex near where I work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I go in there a couple of weeks, a couple of days a week and throw checks in my account and stuff. And uh, they got this uh, Indian guy that works there. Um, and uh, I mean, he dark skinned Indian. He uh, really looks like from the Middle East and talks a little funny, but he's always really polite, nice to me, and asked me how my day is going and stuff. Well, today I come walking in there um, two days in a row, and because uh, I got two checks in a row from um, Amazon for my book, mm-hmm. one from Canada and one from u.s oh yeah it came a day apart so i ended up going there two days in a row and uh, i go in there i don't say nothing i just put my check in my account or whatever and also says is amazon you know but i walk in there and uh, he looks up at me and he goes hey dan i go how you doing he goes ironic that you come walking in here he goes i was just online ready to buy your book i'm like what oh really goes, this indian guy yeah he said yeah dan he says don't don't be one of those guys with the, uh, what did he, how did he say it? Um, 
the believes the superstitions or whatever. Oh yeah. Indian guys hunt too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. He goes, yeah. yeah. He goes, I, I, I never knew you hunted. That's so funny. Yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, did you tell him it's coincidentally enough? I'm uh, cashing his check because people buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said it's a check yeah. for the book. He goes, no, really? He's about to buy the book. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep. Um, yeah, I. It's just I, I don't know why it's so awkward to tell people what you what I do. It's just like, uh, uh, I usually but, don't. I you know you know in small talk I don't bring it up because uh, yeah. That just leads into a weird conversation. Yeah, I usually tell people I do consulting in the ag industry, which I do, and that usually ends it right there. Like that's not very exciting at all, you know. Nobody, unless you're like a farmer or something, then then they may be interested. But usually, bankers um, ask me where I get all this money and where these checks are coming from. I just say I do porn on the side. Oh, that'll yeah, <laughs> that'll get that'll either lead to uh, way too much interaction with you or none. Which would be good. Yeah, you wouldn't want to say that even joking because it might get you weird kind of friends. But, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I uh, he's a good guy though. So, um, yeah. The uh, I also today built a turkey gun for Maddie. So, nice. Yep. Got her. She has a. She doesn't like guns like at all. Didn't really like shooting them. Just kind of scared of them. Like to be to for lack of a better word, she just doesn't care to shoot one. Um, she'll shoot one if she has to. She's killed some deer with a gun, but doesn't, doesn't really prefer it. But I got a, a little, a uh, few years back, I got a little Remington 870, one of like a youth model for her, you know, and it kind of was a mistake. Like that thing kicks pretty hard because it's so freaking light and all that, yep. you know. Um, and she shot it a couple times. Uh, and the only turkey loads I could find, maybe people can comment and, comment on here and tell me if I went the right route or not, but I could always, I'll only always find three inch Turkey loads for that gun. And I, I, we tried three inch Magnum loads out of that 20 gauge and just kicked too hard for, her. well, I got some this year. I finally found some two and three quarter inch TSS Turkey loads mm. um, and got those four. And then I bought her some like a padding that goes around the stock to like, so her her cheek and stuff isn't so because it usually hit her, hits her in the face why she didn't like it you know um a lot of that so, might be the fit of the gun yeah well that's what i that's what this is for you can like add and lower the the padding in it to to make it fit her better um and then i also put a, a red dot uh scope on it so she doesn't have to like worry about you know lighting up beads and all that stuff it's just right there for her. Um, the length of the stock and the, the fit of the gun and the uh, mm-hmm. weight in your hands all has a huge impact on how, how much it kicks on you. And, yeah. Um, and when you say those uh, kids' guns and, and uh, you know, youth guns and stuff, um, I know what you're talking about because I've, I've gotten people bring over or give me a, one of those single-shot shotguns. Yeah. Where you think yeah. it's just a little gun like you'd give your kid. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, they more than the big ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I think a semi-automatic kicks the least. I mean, they're usually heavy. Yeah, and they got some sort of gas recoil, you know. Yeah, no, they hardly kick at all. Yep, yep. I have a an older twenty gauge eleven hundred that if she didn't like it, I may try it with her too because I think the I think the choke because I got a got a Undertaker choke tube or whatever a turkey full choke and um 
I think it'll fit my 1100 also. So if she didn't like that, I'll try, I'll try the other one. You and, could try uh, an AR. She could probably shoot them at 250 yards with one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zeke was saying that there's eight, they got ARs now that are pretty amazing. I guess he's talking about AR shotguns. Hmm. They, they actually uh, uh, hunt turkeys with rifles in Texas, I believe. Yeah, there's some states that's legal. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, oh, people are asking about my sweatshirt. These are going to be at the the shows. I'm going to have these for sale. They're going to be expensive, so just a heads up. They're expensive <laughs> to make. <laughs> but yeah, they're all of these. Quality. Yeah, they're super high quality. Um and that's the only reason I wasn't going to make them, but I just I really like the camo and stuff on here, and I I spent the money mostly, and then I'll have these kind of shirts. Cool. Yeah, I got so. some uh, stuff made up too, um, but mine's more plain Jane, not as flashy as yours. Yeah, I just like um, the olive drab and uh, army green and yeah, ones you know, and mine just stay hunting beast. Yeah, I took a a poll with a bunch of friends, and everybody's like, I like that sweatshirt. And I'm like, okay, if, if they're pretty good if there's five or six people that said they'd buy it then i i won't mind you know spending a little money on one but it'll probably be fifty dollars i mean that's not much less than i have in them so um that's kind of the going rate for sweatshirts anymore it's hard to do stuff at small small amounts for yeah cost yeah if i'd ordered a thousand of them i'd been able to you know probably get them a little cheaper but yeah i got a crap um, ton of mine but uh so I get my price a little lower. So I'll look at what your price is and come in about $3 less so I can get all your sale. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but, funny. But I did buy a ton of them, so I got a better price. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a bunch of shirts. The shirts aren't as bad to make. Sweatshirts are just expensive. I probably won't keep these like in stock a lot. This will be a limited run, but um, I like the shirts a lot. They're uh, if, if I have any left over after the shows, I'll probably put them for sale i don't want to sell them all before they go to the show um if you have if you're there some people were asking me yesterday if i was going to have merch at the show um anyway what do you do you use, use a 12 gauge when you're turkey hunting yeah i got a um i got an old semi-automatic two and three quarter that i that that's all it holds a two and three quarter shell yep it holds three shells yep uh, semi-auto um i love that gun but it is so old and beat up i've had it since my childhood and it was my uh, dad's and you know um but it uh i've always done real well with that but uh over the last 20 years i quit using that for turkeys and, and it really got hard to find two and three quarter inch quality turkey load but um we started using a gun Dave had. He had won it in an auction or something or a, yeah, at one of those events, and uh, it was a really cool turkey gun that he had. And we used that for all the gun, all the turkeys we shot in the last twenty years. And uh, um, he actually uh, left that for me in his will, but uh, uh, one of his uh, relatives uh, kind of snuck it out of the house and wouldn't give it back. Said he owed him money. Yeah. Kind of a jerk. Gosh. Yeah, I've I've always uh I've used this Benelli Nova pump gun I've had for since I was in high school, I guess. Um 
and I just shoot a big old three and a half inch shell out of it. I've never had, I've uh, had pretty good luck with it on turkeys. I love that gun, but if this little 20 gauge shoots well and I may just take it cause it's, it's little, I mean, it's doesn't, there's nothing to it. You know, it has a little like 20 inch barrel on it. Um, and that, yep. that, that Benelli gun's a big like duck hunting gun. So it's a big 28 inch barrel and kind of heavy and, um, but I like it. So I've always just used it. I don't really have any other shotguns that are 12 gauge. At least I got a, quite a few 20 gauges. I've been um, finding some old vintage, uh, Turkey stuff and cutting it up for, uh, shorts. Yeah. Getting ready for that time of year. I want to have, I'd like this spring before turkey season really gets rolling, which is some states is like next week, but um, I'd like to have somebody that's really good at turkey hunting come on and talk about it. Um, Tyler Witt's pretty good at it. He does a lot of public land turkey hunting, but he's, yep. he's pretty much in Wisconsin. But um, the Wyatt boys, mm-hmm. those guys go to like 30, 30 states a year. Yeah. They're oh, this- starting right now. They're going to be starting pretty quick here. Yep. There's a bunch of people. I thought about mm-hmm. my my buddy Jordan Barnes or um, Shane Simpson would get on a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch there's a bunch of guys that are, um, just turkey. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that are overlooked because they're down from the south, you know, by yeah. the northern that are that are just turkey killing machines. Oh man, those guys from the south are where the turkey hunters are at. I mean, but th- that's like a tradition down there. I mean, it's way more. Yes, yeah, uh, you see up here. I mean, uh, turkeys are kind of new. They got reintroduced yeah. here and stuff, and yep. you, you know, um, down there it's a set in tradition for for generations. Right. When I was a kid, there was no turkeys in Wisconsin. There's none. They were yeah. introduced in my lifetime. I remember them being brought here, and I remember um, applying to being one of the first people to hunt them and drawing a, one of those tags. And you only got to hunt mornings for like five days, and uh, you couldn't hunt afternoons. And uh, I drew some place. Uh, in northern Wisconsin and uh, spent five days living out of my truck hunting turkeys. Never heard a gobble, never seen a turkey. I even go around <laughs> with the fields. Not a one. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Tyler's on tonight. Maybe he will Maybe he can get on sometime. I don't know if he would or not. Uh, it'd be fun to have him on. We, we, uh, I've only, I went to Alabama hunt turkey hunting once. Uh, and it was kind of in the time frame where I didn't know what I, what I was doing turkey hunting. I almost shot one. Um, just dumb luck. Just one came walking to me in the woods, you know. Um, and then I've been to Kentucky turkey hunting, and that's it. Oh, Ohio. I went to Ohio, too. But I've never had very good luck out of state. Uh, but really, the last the last probably two years is when I've kind of started to figure out, you know, my path in turkey hunting, I guess, or how to do it. Um I was like you, or my dad was like you guys, you know, growing up, we didn't really have turkeys that much in Indiana. It wasn't as popular and he never hunted them. My grandpa didn't hunt them and I just never grew up with it. So I didn't start hunting them until I was well into my twenties. Really. Um, my cousin took me when I was like in high school and stuff, but I didn't, you know, we didn't ever do very, you know, I killed a couple, but it was usually in some weird method of like, bushwhacking them or something like that which is still yeah. fun fun to do i kind of like that more than the calling yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's some people that won't shoot a turkey unless they call it call it to them you know you know my um my uncle um was the one that really got me into turkeys now he didn't really turkey hunt but he had a cabin 
in Montello, Wisconsin. Now, he's been dead for many, many years, decades. But that cabin had a lot of turkeys around it. He was, it was in a swamp, and he owned the 40 acres of that swamp. And it was a pretty dense swamp. And it was full of these turkeys on all the islands and stuff. And uh, he had a feeder in his yard, and he'd have all these turkeys in his yard. And he'd tell me, just sit in the cabin and shoot them out the window. And, you know, and I'd go out hunting. But um, he would have some other people come up and hunt, too. And he was like a lonely guy who was always looking for um, – he lived alone. He was always looking for somebody to come visit him. You know, he'd yeah. try to give you things when you go there to get you to come more often and stuff. Yeah. But uh, um, my cousin's uh, boyfriend would go up there and hunt. And he would always bring a friend or, or two along. And I'm up there hunting one time, and and he comes up there with his friend, and they were partiers, so they'd go to town and get drunk, and I wouldn't go. Yeah. Um, and then they would come back, and they'd be just they'd get back at you know two thirty in the morning, drunk out of their minds, and when dawn would come along, they couldn't get up to hunt or anything, right? Yeah. So, um, the next morning they get up and. Uh, the one guy can't get out of bed. He's sick. He goes outside and starts puking. And the other one goes hunting and I leave hunt for a little while. And I come back and, um, I was going to go back out and I'm sitting in the house and, uh, that guy's still laying on the couch in his underwear. Cause he was sleeping on the couch mm-hmm. and it's like a uh, fruit of the looms. He's laying there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my uncle goes, Holy crap. Look at the Turkey outside. And I wish to God I had a video camera. Because that guy junked up and he just looked like hell. Hair all over the place, you know, puke sticking to the side of him. And he grabs a shotgun and goes out the door and runs into the yard. And in his underwear, no socks, no shoes, no shirt or anything, shoots his turkey. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. From then on, I didn't want anything to do with hunting there if I knew they were coming up there. <laughs> right. But I wish I had that on film. Just a big mess. Yeah. That'd make a good short. (laughs) Oh, I was, that reminded me of something. I saw it like uh, probably a month ago, maybe or more on the, on Facebook. And I can't remember if it was on the beast or not, or if it was just on my general Facebook feed. But did you see that? um, It was like this guy posted it. It was his grandma that's killed so many bucks. And she's like, she's like shoots them out of her kitchen window. Did you see that? Uh Uh-uh. Oh man, I, I gotta find I gotta find that story and send it to you. But she's killed like I don't know how many it was, but uh, and it showed her like she had it on video. She like raised the kitchen when she's cooking or something. She like raised the kitchen window and like put a rifle out there and just boom, <laughs> just shot just like put a it right out there for the public to read, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but she's like an old lady. I mean, real old, you know. And I like he 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 even like mentioned that in the um. Uh, in the post, like, I know this is going to be frowned upon, but like this was a different time and a different outlook on what those animals are for, you know, to her, she just, she was literally in the kitchen cooking and like, Oh, there's meat for next week. You know? Yeah. And if he's talking it. about the past, everybody was like that. But when I was young, I mean, people mm-hmm. took advantage of getting a deer when they could, you know? And- yeah. Yep. Um, it was just, it was, it was honestly kind of neat to me. I was like, okay, like that's, you know, she's doing what she, you know, thinks is right to get meat in the freezer, you know, and pretty efficiently, right. I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's funny seeing like an 80 year old lady, like stick an old rifle out the window and shoot this like really nice six pointer. Like it was a young deer, but um, I think it was in the South down there somewhere. Um, 
anyway. All right. You want to talk about deer hunting now? Yeah, I guess. People <laughs> probably going to tune out if I don't start talking about deer hunting. Pretty uh, yeah. Turkey hunting. That's a, that's something that we struggle with on the channel is getting views on turkey material. People don't seem to care too much about turkey videos. I know. Uh, I've got some I, really, really cool turkey videos. Nobody even watches them. I know. Sneak I know. up on them, shoot them at five yards and yep. crazy stuff. And Yep. Nobody yep. likes turkey. Tyler's the only one in the comments that's all excited right now because we talked about turkey hunting for 15 minutes. Right, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I like turkey hunting. I just. Well, I like it I too, know. but it's like, to me, it's like carp shooting. It's just something fun to do. Yeah. So I, I get that not, the less views yep. people are. are and, and they're looking for us, to us for, uh, we're a different kind of channel. They're looking right. for, to us for education. Yeah. And I'm really not teaching a whole lot about turkey hunting, running around, shooting yep. them, ambushing them. And, you know. Yep. No, I'm the same way. And I'm like up front, like you probably don't want to listen to me when it comes to how to kill a turkey because it's usually a big cluster. Um, right. I wish I was, I wish I'd, I wish I was better at it, but I will get well, there. I'm, I'm good at it. I don't think it's too hard to kill a turkey. Yeah. But I, I don't sound very good calling, but they come running. Yeah. You have to sound that good. Right. Um, all right. I was watching old vintage shows just to, for a project we're doing. And, um, I got, I came across the white tails and water little snippet you put, it was like a seven minute video you put on the, um, beast i think it was last summer i think you put it in with the big wood stuff maybe um, cool and i thought that'd be a good topic because water is something that i don't focus on very much and i probably should when it comes to uh big bucks um so like how in your mind dan like where is water ranked for whitetails you know people always talk about food and mating but like where's water at in that in that in that aspect of those me, water can be huge there are aspects where it's not but in a lot of places it's it's the thing um like when i get out in the hills of western wisconsin i don't think a water ranks up during things i'm looking for when i'm in the hills or stay down by your place but if i get down to lowland it's a whole different story and if i get into lowland that's got high pressure then water is completely huge like around my house there's a lot there's heavy hunting pressure and water is huge um and you get up into big woods where it's flat land water can be huge too because that's how they hide on wolves so water is is um water in cover is is uh just a preferred habitat for for mature bucks and i um Around here, most of the bedding I find is either isolated by water, like they're out in water someplace, or they're right on the edge of water on a point, and they jump into water for security as soon as you come at them. And they can watch the one way you can come dry land to them. And uh, in a lot of cases, um, like cattails and stuff, they're actually living out in an ocean of water, just on one little high spot, and they rarely come out of those cattails you know um the mature bucks that's really the case in these pressured areas and that's the only way they get mature they live in yeah. those uh, situations 
Yeah, they do use water an awful lot. Someone was asking about, uh, I don't, I, it was earlier in the comments, but asking about oxbows. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of a type of, I mean, obviously it's a type of water that deer use into their advantage water as well. To their advantage, correct. Yeah. Um, other I've than even like, seen little creeks, an island, even though you can walk across that island, they kind of, or walk across that creek really easily. They'll mm -hmm. still use that water as a barrier, you know? Yep. Yep. And, our, and water always creates some kind of transition too, for mm -hmm. the most part, you know, exactly. whether it be a creek or a, a marsh or a swamp or a river, you know, it's always, that's always some type of a transition for them. And that's, they always like that. Um, what about, uh, like you're talking about water, like actually drinking water though. Like, do you ever target in on, on that where they have to like go to a water hole or something? We're water's isolated. Yes. So if water's everywhere, then it's kind of the opposite thing where, you know, where water's everywhere. They don't really need it to drink. Now they can get by just getting water out of plants, but when you get hot weather, I've seen them drawn to what water pretty much. Um, now think about the water holes and stuff in, um, in the Hills. Yeah. Um, yeah. you, you get, uh, one water hole in a, in the Hills and it can be stagnant, nasty smelling water. And you see the deer just come to that because it's the only water source, especially early, but they'll come to that all the time and rut. They really are drawn to water because they get overheated running around, especially in a warm rut. And they will go to those water holes constantly. I've seen them actually stop chasing does walk over to a water hole, drink out of it, and then resume the chase. Go find her again, you know. Um, water could be huge on hot days. Now, um, you got to remember that really good video that I got of killing that. It's probably my best shot video, that 14-pointer on that water hole. Mm -hmm. That was 85 degrees. Everybody I was with, we were on a road trip, went home because they said it was too hot, and uh, it was uh, the October lull, and uh, you weren't going to kill a deer. It was October 5th, and uh, they're not hunting in 85-degree weather, so they all went home early because they weren't seeing deer. And I went to a water hole, figuring, well, this is close to real good bedding, and if I were a buck up here, this is where I would bed and come over here and get a drink right away in the evening. And that thing came right out of the bedding, walked in there, and I shot it. Yep. Yep, that was a cool hunt. Just jumped up and like did a cannonball in the middle of the Oh yeah, it was just water. awesome. <laughs> uh, after we're done with this, I'll maybe I'll link that that uh, episode in here. Um it's on well, it's on your 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 recent one that you posted about your like uh, string of all your kills. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's on there. So if you watched that, you saw that. What was that video called? I don't remember. You made it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. I just can't remember what it was called. Yeah, it was a video of, um, I think it was uh, like eight or ten kills in a row. I think it was 11 oh, kills in a row. 11? Um, yeah. yeah. I can look real quick and tell everybody what exactly it is. But it's uh, it's one of the more recent. I'm surprised that video didn't get more views. Yeah. It does seem like... Uh, um, it seems like that kind of stuff is real attractive to people, like where there's a whole bunch of kills in one. Yeah, I mean, one it's just really Yeah, probably so. And it's weird though; some of those videos will just take off, like in a in you know three months from now. From now, they may it may go crazy. 
Um, there's not really any rhyme or reason to it sometimes. Dan's Greatest Hits. That's uh, what it's yeah. called. 11 archery bucks in 20 minutes. Yeah, um, the old uh, um, music theme name. My Greatest Hits. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully you add a few more good hits next year. Add on and then you'll have 13 Greatest Hits. Yeah, instead of uh, shot through the the heart, I can do one shot through the leg, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still alive. <laughs> a bad season. <laughs> Dan's greatest misses. Yeah. Oh. Oh well, you'll get it. You'll uh, next year's gonna be a good year for you. Um, I usually come off of bad years with uh with a vengeance. Yeah. So hopefully we do that this year. Yep. Um, all right. Something else I wanted to talk about with water is access. Um, and how a lot of times people don't utilize, you know, water access as a viable option to get into places in a different way that other people are, um, getting into. Uh, I mean, you, you, you kind of admittedly said to kind of a couple episodes ago that you haven't been using like canoes and kayaks as much as what you used to. Yep. It's mostly yeah. for the, See, everybody around here started doing that. Yeah. So a lot of those places got way more pressure than the places I can walk to. Really? Um, but I am set up well with a kayak and a canoe. I like my canoe better. I'm going to make uh, one of those frames like you showed me. A whole bunch of people yep. sent me ads for Maybe I'll just buy one, but it'd be easy for me to make, and I could probably make one better than they sell. Yeah. Um, and then it would custom fit my canoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do have one place left that um, I got to uh, cross water that's, uh, you know, fairly deep over the boots for a long ways to access. And uh, it'd be way better taking my canoe. So, yeah, uh, I was going to I never got a, I never got a picture of it, but Clay had a custom made one for his canoe on his. He has a Toyota Tacoma. And oh. uh, he had he had welded one together. It was real nice. Is it, it looked way st sturdier than, than the uh, Harbor Freight one I have. <laughs> um, and it was fit for his canoe. My mine is it's kind of weird. It doesn't fit great on my canoe, my little support, but it works. It's fine. It's better than having it stick out there and hanging out and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, I. I, in Kentucky particularly, I use water all the time down there because there's a lot of rivers and lakes uh, around the area I hunt. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you can get to places uh, that a lot of people, and, and honestly, some places are down there on the public, they can't get to unless they go on a boat or a river, you know, on the river. Yeah, um, and if you do the uh, infault approach, you're going to get bitten uh, um, junk by a cottonmouth. <laughs> Yeah, there's a possibility. So a boat's yeah. probably a necessity down there. Yeah. Um, it's also, I don't know, the particular river, uh, many people have said it's pretty dangerous. I think it's like one of the, um, I don't know, one of the top-ranked rivers of people dying in in the country. I guess it has a whole bunch of, like, tidal swirls and stuff in it. Mm. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Yeah. Um, Last time I went down there, I had a 16 foot 
real nice wide John boat I took down there with me, and that was nice. Uh, you could, you know, cover a mile pretty quick in it with it, whereas a kayak's quite a bit slower. Um, yeah, my kayak's a death trap. I bought a cheap one, and yeah. then I, uh, I made a metal plate for the front of it, and I drilled a hole in the top of it and bolted uh, this plate on it, and the plate's made the side. It's a aluminum diamond plate. I had it anodized and had holes put in it and stuff and uh and uh made it to hold bungees and stuff and uh made it so it was the exact shape of a tree stand and had enough room to put a bow on the front of it and uh because there was nothing else to if you used one of those kayaks to get your stuff back there with yeah and then it had a little little pocket thing in the back you know that was bungeed down yeah where you could you put like your lunch in it or something if you know because it was made for fruity uh kayakers but uh i used that to put a uh <laughs> one of those uh rubber rafts in there in an a inflation device so that uh the rubber raft was really small it was like a kid size yeah which you could put a deer in it so then if i shot one i could put it in this raft and total raft behind yeah i think it's in that video that uh white tails of water mm-hmm. it shows you hauling it around yeah uh Actually, I, I shot a deer um, on an island um, and uh, didn't want to track it immediately. It was it was just a doe, but uh, mm-hmm. I went back and came back out. And when I got back out there, a coyote had already found it and ate half the deer. Um, really? I left it overnight, yeah. Mm. And uh, I didn't think there'd be any coyotes out there because there's water out there. Yeah, but that just taught me the lesson of uh, you, you know you, you want to wait a certain time period if you think you might have hit it for a little further back. It turned out I hit it better than I thought I did. Yeah, but uh, I just felt like I needed to wait, and instead of waiting the four hours, I waited overnight because I had you know you could wait four hours in the dark, or your ki- kayak back takes two hours, and then back out there, and t- so I could kayak to the car and back. Yeah. You know? um, so I just decided to come back in the morning and it was half eaten. But that's when mm-hmm. that video was on. I was I had already inflated the boat and everything. I, so I thought I was fetching a deer. Yeah. Didn't catch it. <laughs> gotcha. I was wondering what you were doing with it all inflated like that. I thought maybe you were just giving an example of uh I thought it'd been funny if Rick if if Rick would have been on the back of it, just riding on the back, carrying him around on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick's in the you know comments. something bad would happen if we did that. <laughs> Speaking of that, like you do have to be careful on them things. Like, like you said, if you, especially if you have like a cheapo one, um, and you don't want to get, I mean, especially up in Wisconsin, down in Kentucky in September, if you get wet, it ain't no big deal because it's ninety-five degrees outside. But um, yeah, well, while we're talking about this, I went on that um, when I first moved out here. I, I canoed in gun season back to an island uh in the morning so i wanted to get out there really early so i went i left my house at like two in the morning to get to this island by like four or five and sit there in the dark until it got daylight and i I went out there with another guy and i dropped him off at one island i went to another one in this canoe and uh uh, there was a storm front moving in a cold front Mm -hmm. and uh, i got on the island and i hunted and we hunted till noon Uh, neither one of us shot anything i got down got back to the kayak and the river had frozen ice over the top of it and it had already frozen pretty thick 
because it is rapidly dropping cool, cold air. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite canoe through it. And I had to kind of bust it with the paddle. And it was pretty scary getting out of there. I mean, I was almost capsizing this thing, trying to break the ice in the front. And I was able to get to the other island and pick up the other guy. And then he had to go in the front of the boat and break the ice in front of me to get out. And we had to go like a couple miles like that. It took us the whole day to get out of there. Mm. And we almost capsized a couple of times. And if you went under that ice, you'd be in trouble. But going down the river, coming out there, there was like ice chunks floating. There was a little bit of ice on the sides. Yeah. But coming out of there, it was bad after, you know, being out there for like seven hours. Yeah. It, there's no deer worth uh, doing something crazy like that. And, for, yeah. No. Um, yeah. That's a, that river in Kentucky. I, we go, I, I use the boat on. There was multiple people told me, like, don't be kayaking down there, you know, not that time of year. And because the river was a little bit high too, you know, they had got some rain. Um, they said, don't. If you're going to go on there, make sure you got some type of a bigger boat. Um, luckily, I I did. Um, have you ever had a boat, Dan? Yeah. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Why'd you get rid of it? Never like used it. it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a uh, there's another uh, piece in Kentucky I used to hunt a lot. Um, and it was actually, I, I killed, I think I killed two deer on it. Um, and it, I killed them almost in the same tree. I don't know if I was in the same exact tree or not, but I was in the same spot. And uh, it was, it was set up to where there was a, a pond on the property that just ran kind of parallel the property. And everybody would walk in that, uh, the, the parking lot was up by the pond and the pond kind of went out to the left. And then all the public land was uh, in front uh, on uh, in front of the parking lot and everybody would just walk into the public land from the parking lot. Well, all the deer bedded kind of just to the left of the parking lot, uh, where the, not too far from the pond and to get to where the deer were going to walk to at night. Cause there was crop fields out past the pond. Um, you'd have to walk right through the deer and people would like, they, they try to walk around it, go all over the place. And I just take my kayak down there and I just, I just float the river and just real quietly, you know, I, I'd get on the far side of the, the pond and just float down and get around to the back side of the property. And, uh, I think I did that twice and killed deer both times. Mm. Um, and it just seemed like every, every other person I'd ever met down there never had a boat in their truck whenever they were deer hunting to do that. Um, so like act if you can access through water, a lot of times the deer just don't expect it. You know, they don't nothing nothing comes at them that way. Um, you know, there's not coyotes walking through the water, uh, especially if it's a lake or a pond or something to get to them. Uh, you know, so. that, uh, not to change the subject too far, but when uh, me and Tyler hunted Black River Falls in Wisconsin for bears, um, it was there was. A, they gave way too many bear permits out for that area. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure, but guys can only carry bait so far mm-hmm. and everybody bait hunts. And Tyler was taking, um, I, I don't know if it was his kayak or his canoe or whatever, but he was going across the lake and getting really good action by, uh, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he was getting good action by getting way further out than everybody else mm-hmm. for the bears. Even the bears too, huh? Because you could just float over there. You didn't have to carry the crap on your back or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I bought a, uh, 
new kayak the other day from a buddy. Um, it's a real, real expensive one. The Bass Pro sells. Um, it has a hole in it. <laughs> I gotta fix the hole. It has a little crack in it, which I'll just plastic weld up or fix it up. But it's like an eight hundred dollar kayak, and he got sold it to me for two hundred dollars. Um, since it had a hole in it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and he said he hadn't used it in like three years. So I yeah, wonder. I was trying to get this guy to come on the show. I had a hard time with it, but uh, I might try him again. I haven't talked to him in a while, but um, last time I talked to him, he had a pending uh, court case coming up and didn't want to talk to after the court case, but he was uh, hmm. hunting in a uh, local marsh around here in a canoe during gun season. And he was coming out and uh, he noticed somebody in orange, a gun hunter, mm-hmm. aiming a gun at, in his direction. And he started to yell hey at the guy as the guy started shooting. And the guy shot him in the leg right through the canoe. And he started sinking and stuff. And he yelled, hey, I'm a person. And the guy took off running. And they, they ended up catching the guy and uh, um, arresting him and charging him. But it was a big to-do. But... Uh, uh, I don't know if he didn't have an orange hat on or something. The guy threw the cattail, saw his head float, and thought he was a deer, and just started launching lead at him. And then when he found Jeez. out it was, he shot him, he yelled to the guy, "You shot me!" And the guy took off running and left him. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. They caught the person though. Yeah, they caught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was um, the, the guy. I don't know if he was pleading innocent or whatever, but there's. He couldn't say anything until after a court case or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's that's the same very story. Yeah, that's the same thing with that guy that got that uh, those helicopter tree trimmers that we did that news story about that. He couldn't mm-hmm. come on either and talk about it because of court uh, legal issues. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, when st- stuff like that happens, it's not not good. I still it baffles my mind that stuff like that happens. You know that people just. My God, what is that guy thinking? You know, people, people, people you know, see we what talk, they th- talk about. The we talk about the dangers and things that happen, but what people got to remember too is it's really not that scary. That those are the extremes. That's sure. that's like huge deal, and you talk about it because you heard about it. But I mean, really, um, for how dangerous people make uh, hunting out to be and stuff, it's really one of the safest things you can do. It's it always baffles my mind how you know. And I'm, I'm going to get some heat for this, but people will go crazy about uh, you not wearing a safety harness and stuff. And you'd be like, I'm 10 feet off the ground over muck. You, you, know, <laughs> you know, if I'm if 20 feet up over solid ground and I'm going to actually get hurt, okay, but I can't even get hurt from this. You know, don't worry about it. But I, I you know, I want to portray safety, so don't take that wrong. But people yeah. go nuts over stuff like that, but they think uh, race car driving is cool. Well, it's a hell of a lot more dangerous <laughs> when you do yeah. it safely, you know. And uh, you, you know, uh, uh, I just posted a video um, more to show people the unsafeness of it, of some guy doing trick shots where he shoots an arrow into a thing that scoots it back, so it shoots right back at him. And while that's happening, he draws another arrow and shoots that arrow out of the sky as it's coming at him. And uh, everybody's like, that's very cool. I wish I could do that. That how do you how long do you gotta train to do that? And I'm thinking, 
yeah, but you know, you better make sure that uh, <laughs> you're an inch off the ground. You have a harness on, and you get your your lineman's belt on. And and I'm yeah. not saying anything bad about that stuff because you need to use safety equipment. But I'm saying mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how people think about stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of like unrealized or uh, I don't know what the proper word is for it, but like. Um, fear that's not really justified in the world. I mean, stuff yeah. happens all the time, but like me driving to the grocery store tonight's way more dangerous than, uh, you know, a hundred times more dangerous than hunting. <laughs> Just like people are always afraid of getting lost in the woods. It's like, you're not going to die probably, you know, it's like, you'll get, you'll, you'll sleep there. Um, wake up the next morning or, and find your way out, you know, uh, Oh, mm-hmm. The one that always gets me is the, um, the, uh, um, how many guns you own? Do you know how many guns you got in your house? Oh, I mean, it's more than a dozen. Yeah. I probably got, uh, at, at my house, I probably got 50 or 60, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, you take your average guy, how many guns do you think the average person, if you divide everything, you take the anti-hunters that, the people who think guns jump up and shoot people. Well, I know and there's you add all together. And I think, I think the guns are probably still, you know, they keep making guns. They don't throw guns away. The I... Guns are probably about an average of probably about six or seven a person across this country. Yeah. There's more guns than people in this country. Right. There's, there's probably six or seven guns per person in this country. How yeah. many people do you know that were killed in a car accident? And, and how many people do you know that were injured bad? I couldn't tell you how many people I know that are injured bad, and I probably know half a dozen who were killed in car accidents. Sure. How many yeah. people were shot dead? I don't know anybody that was shot dead. Mm. But everybody's afraid of guns. But yeah. They wouldn't have a gun. They wouldn't have a. They wouldn't carry concealed. They don't have a gun in their house. You know, you have these people that are so terrified of guns, but they drive around in the streets. It's way more dangerous going on the street than it yeah. is, you know, having a gun in your pocket or being next to somebody that has a gun yeah yeah as long as you're educated on it you know um know what you're you're doing for sure it's like flying a lot of people are scared to death to fly and it's actually safer to fly than you know drive somewhere statistically you're more likely to get hurt driving somewhere than flying somewhere but um yeah i don't know there's a lot of things in the world don't make sense though dan yeah (laughs) <laughs> sorry if there was some uh blips there i got some for some reason it said my connection was slow for a minute there i don't know if i yeah you're locked up front of me so oh am i mm-hmm. um anyway we'll just keep going if you, as long as you can hear me right dan yeah, we can hear you you okay. kind of blurry you look like the shaw man <laughs> i don't know my internet's been acting weird on head, you know the, yeah my internet's been acting weird uh i don't know the last two days for some reason. All right, guys, I think do what? Didn't they just fix your internet? Yep. Doesn't look like they did. Yeah, they did. Apparently. Um, Let's, uh, let's get some questions. We've been on here for about almost 50 minutes now. If you guys have any questions for us, just shoot them over into the uh, comment section and I'll try to get to them tonight. All right. Let's find the first one here. Dan, Rick says, not 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 uh, the Undertaker, Rick. Dan, 
would he'd like to hear about how you used to guide? What does he want to know? I don't know. I uh, I would take uh, when I guided. It was uh, geez, uh, early two thousands. I think I started around nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Um, except for a few excursions where I worked for other outfitting businesses and and helped them put clients on on deer. But when I started for myself, I did it around 2000 to maybe 2004, 2005, something like that. Um, I would take um, one to three clients out at a time. And I would do um, three-day weekends or four days. And I charged really little. I think it was, uh, I think I charged 300 bucks a person. Um, and it was more just to, you know, have fun. They could stay in a hotel or they could camp at my house. And, uh, I would take them out and I would put them on, um, bedding areas and stuff. And, and, uh, my enjoyment out of it was taking young people and people who wanted to learn how to hunt. My, uh, hatred of it was ending up with, um, obnoxious type people who, um, thought they bought a deer. Yeah. And, uh, I would always try to paint a really good picture of what they're facing before they came. So, and I would, I would almost try to talk a guy out of coming. So they, you knew they really wanted to, mm-hmm. but uh, we had really good results. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was, uh, 33% uh, opportunity and probably like 20 something killed 20% killed one. So, I mean, it was pretty good odds. I mean, usually somebody in the group would get an opportunity, you know, to, to, to shoot a nice deer. Yeah. Um, it was fun um, while it lasted. Um, but uh, I had a lot of people who um, were just uh, very bad people that would come hunt with me that I just didn't like. And uh, that was the end I didn't like of hunting. I don't, I don't necessarily um, like everybody who hunts. I mean, I had, uh, for an instance, um, I had three guys come up from Tennessee to hunt and it was three brothers and, uh, they pulled up in my driveway when I went out to greet them on their drive up, they, um, shared a bottle of Jack Daniels and they were all stone drunk when they got out of my car, out of their car, my driveway from the drive yeah. up from Tennessee. So they started off at a bad note and they wanted to go straight out hunting. I told them I wouldn't put them in a tree while they're drunk. And uh, that started it off right away. Then they were already hating on me. And uh, those guys, out of everybody I ever guided, unfortunately, they probably had the best hunt ever. They had 17 opportunities at Trophy Bucks between the three of them. Yeah. They kind of hit the rut peak. And uh, um, matter of fact, uh, at one point, um, two of them shot the same buck on the same night a half mile apart. One of them put two arrows in it. The other one put a third arrow in it. And uh, we never found that deer. Um, and they shot like four of them. Didn't find any of them. And they missed a few and uh, spooked the rest. They were always drunk. At one point, they went to pick them up at a parking lot. And uh, um, they hold a pheasant up in the air that they shot with their bow. And like, look what I got. As I'm pulling up, they're not even, pheasants weren't even in season. I felt like just driving mm-hmm. by and then Gosh. when I lecture the guy on the pheasants not being in season, he just looks at me and he throws it in the garbage can. And uh, those are the kind of people where I did not want to guide. I didn't want to be around those people. you know. Um, and it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. 
What I did notice is that when I guided for other people and they charged a lot of money, like in those days, $1,000, $1,500, which is now probably $3,000, $4,000. Right. When they charged a lot of money, you had much better clientele. When you charged a little money, you had worse clientele. Yeah. For the most part. But yeah. I enjoy I enjoyed the young people and stuff, but those those bad apples left a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe not want to do that job. It became work, not fun. Right. And I've already got enough jobs. Yeah. I can see how that would happen. I feel like it put a lot of guiding would put a lot of pressure on on you, you know. Right. And I like to kill things. I you know, I'd rather kill things than put other people on things. But I do like I do enjoy and take pride in seeing a young guy get a deer and helping him and stuff, you know, helping him down his path. Right. Right. Yep. All right. Hunter asked if we've ever found two bucks locked together, dead or alive. It's a rock song I could use for a title of the show. Dead or alive. Yeah. Wanted dead or alive. You ever found them locked up before? Uh, one, one big set. As a matter of fact, I got some video of that we got to do a short on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, once, once a big set. Um, I didn't take them. Um, the, um, the landowner took them, but oh, uh, really? Yeah, it was down in, um, Iowa. Iowa. Oh, really? They're a pretty good set. I'll, I'll have to find that video and, uh, we'll have to put it up. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of them. Like my uncle's a taxidermist and I've seen a bunch of people bring them in wanting him to, uh, mount them together and stuff, but I've never, never found one myself. Um, people are asking about the expo again, Dan. So sounds like there's going to be a lot of, quite a few folks stopping by. Cool. That's going to be fun. It's coming up pretty dang quick now. Yeah. It's in a week. From today, yeah. we'll be we'll be Don't heading there. Today, we'll be you know arriving. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, some people are asking about uh, Beast Gear is going to be there. Uh, yeah, stands and sticks and everything to buy. For, we should but... have some stands and sticks at the shows. We've got some getting done, and we're going to probably have them in time for the shows. Uh, probably be a limited supply. If you're looking to get a stand from us um, or sticks, you might want to get there earlier on the first day. So. Just a heads up, um, because it is a limited amount we're going to have. So you, going by other shows that we've been at where we've brought Beast Gear, it sells out immediately fast. So yeah. I'm not making any promises that we're going to have it when you get there, but we are bringing some. And we're going to do it on first come, first serve at the shows. Yeah. I believe uh, Rick is going to be handling that. So he's been working yeah. with Mario on setting that up. So I don't know the exact details. Yeah. Um, some people are saying the hunting public is live right now too. We're going to coordinate schedules to make sure we're not on top of each other. Mm. <laughs> uh, who came up with your intro song, Dan? My uh, nephew, Clay. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a... Uh, um, a musician. He's in Milwaukee. Um, I don't believe he has a band anymore, but occasionally he gets together with his uh, musician buddies and creates stuff. I mean, they used to go down to the 
to the uh, studios and create stuff all the time. So he's created some other stuff for me too, but uh, quite often it's uh, way too too much on the metal side to uh, right. Huck would like it. He loves metal rock and roll. He thinks that's the coolest thing ever. Um, the harder, the better. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be something else. I'd really like to do more with that song because I like that song. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of my idea because I like the that beat and stuff and uh, and we checked on the legalities of what we did and we um, rewrote the song so it fit our agenda was changed enough to be legal. Yeah, and uh, um, still, um, Ozzy Osbourne's producer has a a thing where they can they they rapidly check all the YouTube videos for beats of their main songs. And that one, they catch that beat and they think it's Iron Man. And yeah. uh, every time we use a certain portion of that song, which is why I use this portion that I use nowadays, um, I get dinged and he gets half of my income till I prove it's my song. So um, rather than give him free money for for that i can't stop it you say hey i won this last time okay you win it again next time so i just uh i just quit using it much that's annoying it is annoying yeah. all right it's probably annoying to him that people uh copy his song too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a parody kind of thing you know yeah right it's totally legal you know? right 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 um adam had a question for us he says what are your thoughts on hunting near a loud creek with good noise cover he said i had a buck sneak behind me because i couldn't hear him yep mm. yeah you just gotta keep your eyes open i hunt wherever i need to be so i never worry about whether it's loud quiet or i just figure out a way to do it because i figure you have to get into a certain window in order to kill that deer so I'm really looking for the spot where it's capable of killing them. And then I deal with the sound. Um, but I have had deer sneaking on me quiet. I've had them, you know, even when it's quiet, it's hard to hear them. Yeah, sometimes. So you yeah. wind or anything else. So the, the thing is, you just have to be in your A game. Um, the main thing is that you're not distracted. If you've got other yeah. things on your mind, like you're having an argument with your wife and stuff, you're probably better off not even hunting. Because mm -hmm. if you're not in the game, you're not going to be ready when one comes out. Mm -hmm. How would you know something like that, Dan? How would I know from experience? <laughs> you know, I know that uh, um, I've I've been in some bad moods or something. You go out there and you're just blowing it. You're busting deer. You're doing this. You're doing that wrong. You make too much noise. Yeah. You're in a hurry. You don't stay to the end of the day. You know yeah. what I mean? You leave 15 minutes earlier, five minutes earlier or something. And, you, you know, when you go in and you're expecting action, and your thoughts are just on the hunt. You're sitting there with your eyes open. You hear a sound. You're listening for that sound. You're staring in that direction. You're watching for a movement because you're on your. You're in your game. You're in your your play. You know, and yep. then and then you're much more likely to kill an animal. You're much more likely to set up correctly, not sloppy. You know, um, but uh, really, it's about you got to get in those spots, whether they're loud, quiet, or whatever, and you just have to go to where the deer are going to be. You know, um, that's the main thing is that you're in the right position. Not, not whether or not it's a quiet spot or not. Right. Um, Jason, he has a, a question here. 
Um, he says, do you think deer feel safe on the edge of a big piece of water? He says, he's killed two, uh, two bucks in a row here, um, down a beach on one of the great lakes in the remote areas on the offshores with wind. Mm -hmm. I think they have to have good escape. They can't escape into the great lakes. So, um, you might want to look at where you killed them, how they were betting and how they get out of it. I mean, it's quite possible that, uh, you found a spot where they do make a mistake. Um, but I think more often than not, they don't, they have a good escape. They have a good bed. They got the wind covered and, um, they don't put their back up against the wall kind of thing. So, um, it's a unique situation. I think, uh, um, to have them bet it, like, like I'll have people like, uh, say, well, they bet on a point that goes out into a lake. The point's perfect. It's thick on the end. And um, maybe it even has 20 yards of cattails off of the point or something going into the water. No, I don't really see them do that too often. You see it every now and then. Maybe they can loop into those cattails and come around in the cover. But they got to have a good escape. Yep. Most of those real big bucks that, I, that I've, I, you find their beds, you're like, oh, my God, how would I kill this thing? You know, he's got, he's got the vision this way. He's got the wind that way. He's got the thermal this way. He's got the escape this way. Even if you came in here and tried to push this, he could dive into that jungle and you'd never have a chance. You know, and those are the places where I normally find those deer bedding. Um, so that's not to say that they don't bed against lakes and stuff like that. I'm just saying that that just lowers your odds down because most of the time when I find a mature buck, they got a good escape. If I find something along the lake edge, usually it's uh, not, not quite as mature. It seems to me like when a deer gets to be four or five or older, they really start at that age nitpicking exactly where they bed. Um, like, and I've said this before, I mean, in the marsh behind my house, I know of a thousand different bedding areas, you know, 950 of them. All you'll ever see is one or two year olds and maybe the occasional three year old. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, 20 that we've killed all of our mature bucks out of in that whole marsh over all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they need a key area, key ingredients to bed. All right, Dan, what's the deepest worst situation you've been in stuck in the marsh mud? Mm. <laughs> you know, I, could, I could probably give you 50 worst case scenarios, but, uh, I'll give you one, one time I went out with, uh, Dave, uh, Dave docs dater and, uh, we were hunting, um, later in the season with guns. Um, I think it might've been CWD time when we got to hunt a little later, either that or it was a really cold gun season, but I think it was later than gun season. So it was probably CWD time when we used to be able to hunt with guns later than just deer season. But anywho, um, we were still hunting through cattails and doing little one man pushes around bedding clumps. And we were really close to the uh, pond and everything was frozen solid. It had been really cold out. And I walked across a little open spot of ice, which I know better. And I kind of thought I could get away with that because there was, at the same time we were hunting in those cattails, a truck drove by us on the pond, which was literally 50 yards from me on the open water. And it was an ice fisherman drove by in a truck and went out there and, and parked and was ice fishing. And I could literally see that truck 50 yards from me and I was walking across this open spot. And I went through um, to my armpits and 
I couldn't get out. And the more I struggled, I kept going down. And, uh, um, my biggest worry was, uh, Dave came running out there like to save me. Yeah. And I'm thinking if you go through, we're both screwed. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Stay back, man. You, you, you know, if worst case scenario, I can grab the ice and just stay still. You can go get me help. But if you come out here and you go through too, we're done, you know? So, um, I got him to stay back, even though he desperately wanted to come to me. Um, because every time I'd move, I'd go down deeper and, uh, I ended up, uh, I was, I'd pull myself up on the ice a little, the ice would break and I'd go sl slamming down. And when I'd go down, I'd go down even deeper. And, uh, I did, I did end up getting out of it. Um, it took a while and I was even able to get out with my boots. So win-win. It was a little less than about staying off of open ice. You go through that marsh and you're walking on frozen stuff. You gotta remember there's hot spots and you got to stay off of open spots. The most dangerous time to be in the marsh is when people think it's the safest. It's when it's frozen. When it's not froze, when it's just fall, there's nothing to really worry about. You feel those spots coming for a mile. You start putting a leg through. You start putting a thigh through. If you keep walking into it as you keep going through deeper and deeper, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but in, in wintertime, when there's hot spots, you can't feel it coming. You just all of a sudden go flying through in a weak spot. So, um, the winter time is, can be pretty dangerous. Here's a good, uh, question from shadow doll. Go for, um, if you guys had to share up one skill you have, what would it be? Hmm. For me, I guess it'd be, um, um, reading, reading a bedding area and understanding what that deer is doing, like understanding how he's uh living there when he's living there why he's living there how he's coming in and out of there i think um i think that skill for me exceeds most people doesn't sure up one skill i mean improve approve upon one skill what's that <laughs> what's sure up mean does that mean i thought that meant like you can uh, if, if there's, there's one thing you can improve upon what would it be oh one thing i could improve upon i think that's what that means <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. I'm like, I thought you're, I think you're pretty yeah, good at that, Dan. <laughs> I was going to read that while you're talking. So. Uh, I think that, I think that's what that means. All right. So the one skill I'd like to get better at probably be a better husband, actually shower more than once a week, um, shave every <laughs> now and then, get a haircut every now and then, be nice. Um, no, uh, <laughs> be nice. <laughs> I think, uh, I think the one skill I probably need to work the most on is uh um my accuracy and staying up with uh shooting my bow um i think uh, uh my results last year bothered me not because i have to get a deer but because i don't want to uh, wound them i kind of respect the animals and it's uh it hurts to, to make bad shots and to make a couple of them in a row um it's kind of devastating to me mentally so um if i was gonna try and fix one thing about me, it would be my accuracy and um, and kind of making sure that uh, my equipment and my um, arrow placement is uh, adequate. Yeah. Um, I think you got that down. So what would yours be? Probably just being uh, 
just more a little more patient with just um, maybe shooting some bigger deer, just being a little more patient and being okay with eating tags sometimes for mm-hmm. um, just to kind of up my class of deer I'm, I'm shooting. Uh, that I think I get kind of the opposite. I think I kind of go too much for the big stuff and I don't shoot enough. Yeah. Maybe we should kind of morph. Yeah. Um, especially in Indiana here. I mean, I have no reason to shoot 120 inch deer, you know, if I, if I need to, I got all season. Um, but I, at the same time, I kind of like, I like. Remind me about that <laughs> December 31st next year when you're around deer. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I was getting at at the same time. I, I like feeling tags, You like killing so. them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like I should apologize. You just don't want to, you just don't want to take something like that too early. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I really missed hunting in Indiana. Like, and I'm not, I mean, that, that I, I was super too, that after you shot that buck, you started getting some pictures of some nice stuff too. Yeah, sure. Some really, sure. really nice stuff. Don't want to rub it in too much, but really, really nice. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, that's what I would want to work on just being more patient mm-hmm. with my, myself. Uh, the expos, everybody, people are still asking about where are these expos they're in the description of the video. Uh, uh if you look down there, it'll, you can go to the website and then it'll show you where we're going to be at. Once in Columbus, Ohio and the Dells in Wisconsin. Yep. So Columbus, Ohio is next weekend. Yep. And the Dells is the weekend after, uh, two weekends after. Yep. Mm-hmm. You no, you're about? right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Back back. They're back to back. You're right. Um, what kind of music do you like, Dan? Um, I, I like rock, I like country and I like hard rock. So I'm kind of into a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I grew up in a time when heavy metal was just getting uh, big and everybody was listening to that. So I kind of got a background in that and had a lot of friends that had metal bands and stuff. Um, but at the same time, um, rock was pretty pre- pre- prevalent. Big rockers, you know, like hard rock, not quite metal. But and uh, as I got older, I started liking country a lot, especially the older country and uh, the more storytelling stuff. The modern stuff you hear on the radio um, is uh, just crap. But I like uh, like Aaron Lewis, you know. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Yep. Um. We should invite him on a on a hunt. He's a big hunter. Yeah, he is. Yep. He was Stain, wasn't he? Wasn't this his band back in the day? Um, Mike asked if we played any sports growing up. Yeah, I played I... kill deer. <laughs> uh, I played little league baseball pretty heavily when I was until I was like thirteen, and then I played golf. Golf in high school. I was a young hippie kid, and um, there was like uh, it was more clicky when I was a kid. It was like uh, groups, you know, the 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 um, greasers, the jocks, the freaks kind of thing. And um, I was a long-haired hippie kid that didn't fit in with anybody, so I couldn't really join a team or anything, and didn't really care to anyways. Um, I just kind of stayed to myself. But um, me and my friends would. Uh, We'd play football and baseball on our own. Um, we used to, uh, every year, uh, have this game where we'd play uh, football right after the Super Bowl. 
um, and we'd play a bunch of the local jocks, and uh, it'd be a no rules game where people would be getting broken arms and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we played. We played stuff. We played hard, but we didn't uh, join any teams or anything like that. Nothing organized. Yeah. The only reason I played uh, golf is because it was in the summertime, and there wasn't. You didn't have to. It didn't interfere with hunting. If it would have interfered with hunting, I wouldn't have played it either. But I got real good at it and ended up getting a scholarship to go to college to play golf and played four years in college too. So it was uh, worth the, the time I put into it. Um, but I don't I don't really play anymore at all. Let's see here. How long have we been on here? An hour and 12 minutes. Um some of these questions, guys, we've got to kind of in the in the past. Um, I think we got through most of them. I skipped over a few that we've just answered quite a few times already. But if you guys want to uh, kind of research on the on the channel, search your question, it probably will pop up in a clip. Did you anyway. uh, did you see the post on uh, that I sent you? Uh, I told you to look at before the show uh, about the about what was on the hunt beast about us doing stuff with beast members yeah yeah what do you think about that do you want to do I a couple of those and see see if it, how it goes over yeah i got i kind of already have one semi lined up with ghost hunter cool paul so i think we'll do that get some new faces in here maybe i thought about doing stuff like maybe on tuesdays we could do those special ones and then on thursday it'd just be me and you you know mm -hmm. just bs and People seem to like that. Ah, Pharrell, man, he's my kind of music. Tyler Childers, Coulter Wall, yep, Zach Bryan. I'm really into Zach Bryan right now. Those guys are like uh, Dan. You probably, you may not even know who they are, but they're like uh, like 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 some like hmm, I don't know how to describe their music. It's not modern country. It's not like that pop country. It's like a. Uh, backyard country if you whatever you want to call it it's real real good more about the mm -hmm. lyrics than about just some real good songs real good lyrics in that that genre um i remember uh who was that guy i found on uh youtube that i was listening to that was down by you someplace right in your town john millicamp no 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 no, no. right in your town <laughs> I don't know. John Millicamp's from here. No, he, he was talking about somebody that's well known, but he has a YouTube page and he he just had some really cool music. I can't think of who he was. But oh, I, I told you about him, you're like, that guy lives in town here. Oh, Jim Riser? No. <laughs> Jeez. Jim was in John's band, I think. Um Right, Jim and Jim and John were in the same band, yeah. Yeah. Um Jim, I'd tell you my buddy Jim. I wouldn't say some guy I heard on YouTube. Right. Right. Um, he was in Brownstown or whatever. What's that town next to you? Yeah, well, that's where I live is Brownstown. Yeah, that's where he's from, this guy. And he, he's, uh, you go, oh, yeah, he's real well known. I did? You sure you're talking about me? Yeah, yeah you. And he's a music, uh, he's an artist. Yeah, yeah he, his uh, wife plays like a washboard. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to have to find that now. I haven't heard him in a while, but. His, and his wife plays with him. Yeah, I like all that crazy stuff, you know. Yeah, stuff stuff I haven't heard before. I, I like just wandering around YouTube looking for that stuff. Yeah, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think you're talking to me. I think you're. Yeah, I was. Yes, sir. 
Thanks, Austin, so for the things too. Yeah, probably so. It could be. I feel like I remember that, but uh, thanks for the donation, Austin. Elizabeth hasn't been on lately, so we're all broke over yeah, here. Yeah, where has she been? I was thinking about her. <laughs> where is she? Come on now. Did we uh, do something bad to her? She was like on every week. Oh, man. Hope everything's okay. Um, I think we got to all the questions, guys. <laughs> Let's get it off here, damn, before we get too far to the weeds of something crazy. <laughs> Everybody, have a good night. We will see you uh, probably Tuesday. Good night, everybody. Bye.